Hey, Hope family, welcome to another week of Hope Dailies. I pray that this week you are blessed by taking a few minutes each day to hear from a few of us at the church as we share what God has placed on our hearts. The Spirit, I'm sure, will meet you at the intersection of our words and your life to guide you towards Him. Today and Friday will be our final two looks at the Song of Songs. I mentioned during the first look at this book that there is a lot of garden imagery found in Song of Songs. I think this is absolutely supposed to bring us back to the Garden of Eden, where man and woman lived naked and unashamed together, and there they were able to stand not just together, but with God. So much of the Old Testament, and even into the New, is filled with this garden imagery. How are you when it comes to gardening? I'm mostly an avoider. I just don't do it. We have two beds in our front yard that surround trees, and once every five years or so, I dig up the grass that inevitably grows in there in hopes that it stops forever. So far, that's yet to work. But that's basically my contribution. Given direct instruction from Leah, I can manage a bit more. We actually both feel a little bad for our lack of gardening skills. We inherited a very cultivated and established plant life here. The former owner took pride in his landscaping and gardening. We have beautiful narcissus plants that grow both in the front and backyard. A rose bush on the side of our house. They still exist, but to little credit of ours. Gardens take work. Gardens take cultivating. Gardens like at Longwood Gardens and the Morris Arboretum are staffed by dozens and take hours daily to maintain. And that's not to mention the work it took to get them to the place where they can be maintained. Beautiful things take work, but they make for beautiful gathering spots. My parents love to visit Longwood Gardens. We took our girls to the Morris Arboretum last year, and it really was a beautiful place. God also loves to gather his people in gardens. The first people were placed in a garden. After the flood, Noah plants a vineyard. Jesus gathers his disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. And we are painted a picture of a time where all will be gathered to Christ in the garden, where we will once again be able to eat of the tree of life. Here in Song of Songs 6, 1-3, we read some of that garden imagery. Where has your beloved gone, most beautiful of women? Which way did your beloved turn, that we may look for him with you? My beloved has gone down to his garden, to the beds of spices, to browse in the gardens, and to gather lilies. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. He browses among the lilies. The couple of Song of Songs will once again meet in the garden, the garden where beautiful things bloom, where a beautiful thing is cultivated. Certainly the garden itself, but their relationship. She ends this reply by saying, I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. For her, the garden was a sense of belonging, a place where she could be with the one who she loved and was loved by her. While farms and orchards provide obvious benefit to those who work them, but also to those who do not in the crops that they produce, gardens are less obviously beneficial. Certainly there are benefits going into them is probably above my pay grade, but for the most part, gardens of flowers are often kept simply for their beauty. And I think that's a a picture of love and a picture of love that we get from the Song of Songs, that there is a longing that the couple has for one another, but it is not because of what they can do for one another. Their desire is simply to be with one another. And this is how our relationship with God is supposed to be. And when God is in the garden with Adam and Eve, 
He is there not because of what they can do for him. And they don't enjoy him because of what they can do, what he can do for them. Instead, they just enjoy being with each other. And I imagine this is how it will be when we are once again in the garden. We will be with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and we will be with Christ himself. And we will enjoy it not because of what the garden can do for us or what we can do for the garden, not because of what we can do for one another or what Christ can do for us, but instead we will enjoy just being with one another. Our visits to Morris Arboretum and Longwood Gardens and places like that, don't. there isn't much that we have to show afterwards, but it's nice to just be there. And I think every time we enter into the presence of God, whether it's through reading scripture, through worship, through singing, through prayer and meditation, that we enter into the garden and there we can say, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. Not because of what we can do for one another, but because there's something about being in the presence. That is when we are in the presence of one another, that our love can blossom. The work that you do to cultivate a garden is because you love to do it, because you know that the end product will be worth enjoying, not because it does much for you. God is the master gardener. We are what he has planted, and he works to cultivate us to be the people that we are supposed to be so that we can take the form of Christ, not because he needs us to, not because we supply some ultimate benefit to him or to the universe, but because he loves us. Find some time this week to enter the garden, to put away the distractions of this world and simply to be in the presence of God. There you will have a taste of what it will be like to be in the garden. We need to do this regularly for love blooms in the garden.